Hello and welcome to Babes with Balls, a podcast for the gutsy woman calling Aussie sport their own. I'm Taylor. And I'm Sarah. And today we're joined by Iron Woman Lana Rogers, meaning she is not only the master of one sport, but three. She's been competing for a little while now, but she's just won her first series title, being named the Nutrigrain Iron Woman Series Champion. Thanks so much for joining us, Lana. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? I am a surf iron woman. I'm 23 years old, living in the Sunshine Coast in beautiful Noosa. Uh, I do uni full-time, but um, this is my number one priority, being a surf iron woman, and I absolutely love what I do. Wow, that's incredible. And for those of us who aren't really familiar with stir- surf iron woman, can you go into... <laughs> iron. <laughs> iron woman. Can you go into a little bit of details in what you actually do? Yeah, for sure. Our our main focus for the summer, which uh, our season is throughout Australian summer. So it starts off in October, finishes at the end of April usually. And our main focus is the Kellogg's Nutrigrain series. Uh, this year it's made up of five rounds and there's four disciplines. There's a run, a ski, a board paddle and a swim. Um, and we all do it across all beaches of Australia. And yeah, we fight it out to the last, the last round. So how did you get started in the sport? Because obviously a lot of athletes that we speak to on this podcast have mastered one sport, but you've had to master all four different legs. How did it come about? Yeah, uh, my dad was a surf champion as well as he went to two Olympic Games in swimming So, um, and they ran a pool as well. So it was straight straight in the surf in the pool for me and my sister. And uh, I started surf lifesaving when I was five years old. So I was straight in the beach and, um, again, not regretting a day of it. Well, when did your passion turn into a career? It started after I finished school. I was 18 and you're kind of wondering what you're going to do after school. Are you going to start uni straight away? Are you going to go to TAFE? Are you going to get a job? And I said, Mom, I want to really pursue surf lifesaving. I want to become an iron woman. So I followed my sister down to the Sunshine Coast. Uh, I was living in Rockhampton for a time there. I finished 11 and 12 there. And I trained next to Geordie Mercer, who's won a Kellogg's Nutrigrain series uh, before me. So um, I needed that teammate and I just wanted to follow my dreams and do what I do best. And um, yeah, it became reality for me. Yeah. So as you said, you managed to claim the series title at the end. How mentally and physically draining is it to try and keep up peak performance five times to claim just the one title? Because normally it isn't a series of of competitions that people have to win to to claim the title. Yeah, for sure. I think it's taking it one step at a time and being patient. This is my fourth uh, year doing the series. So, yeah, it does take a lot of time and you've got to really figure out how to race these girls and how you're going to get the number one spot or the the top, I guess, five spots are really brutal to get. Yeah, you really got to figure out how you're going to race it and what you can do best and what you have to work on. So, yeah, again, patience is a a big lesson in it. And, um, again, it'll, it'll all come. It's just timing. There's not much media about your sport at all. Do you think that the sport needs a lot more media just to, well, raise awareness about what you guys are actually doing? Oh, 100%. And also that to oh, make people realise that we are also patrolling those uh, beaches across Australia. Um, as an athlete, uh, as a surf lifesaving athlete, we are obligated to do 25 hours of patrol hours in order to compete. So we are still down there watching the beach and I think people should um, be more aware of that and really we do give back to the community and the surf club we're at. 
And you said that you do give back to the community, but taking on this sport as a profession, where can you go? Yeah, pretty much the Nutrigrain series is our Olympics, pretty much. Um, yeah, it takes a lot of time. It is a full-time job. Um, unfortunately, it's pretty rough prize money at the moment. Um, but again, it's so good. It's finally equal with men and women. I think that's the big thing at the moment. Let's talk about the races. So you get started and you've got you've got one leg done and you're about to head into three more. How do you mentally, how do you keep up your stamina to get through all four legs of the race? It's obviously heavy on endurance. What are you thinking? Uh, before the race, I'm really thinking that, uh, yeah, you've ticked the boxes, you've done the work. Uh, again, it's taking a step-by-step each, each leg at a time and um, you've got to think about, you start at the beginning, how you're going to get in front, what you're going to do around the back of the cans, and especially uh, what's what's the ocean doing coming in. Uh, again, it's just taking it step by step and then getting off your board and then running around that short transition uh, run leg in order to go into the next swim. So just taking it one by us uh, step by step at a time. I'm not sure we can ask this, but do you have a preferred leg? <laughs> like what, <laughs> what would you choose if you could, if you had to, well, do the course with only, well, one sport, which would it be? You say with only Definitely one leg. Definitely this one so catch a bomb wave in, that's for sure. Yeah, that's a good call. I can imagine that the swim would be one of the hardest um, on some days because it's so, um, well, I suppose a few of them are, but so dependent on the surf conditions. Yeah, it is, and uh, I guess it's what you sign up for. You don't know if you're going to get, um, we call it jagged, uh, get caught up and um people catch a wave on you that's what jagged means um and yeah it's just it's what you sign up for whether you're in front or not whether you catch a wave and catch up and you're at the front you've just got to be prepared for any situation can you do this as a profession or at the moment do you still have to work part-time just to be able to fund it because i know a lot of sports that don't get that much media attention also have to do other things just to really fund their hobby yeah, uh, a lot of us do work part-time. Uh, some of us also work full-time on top of training. So it's a lot you have to grasp and, um, I guess, um, be aware of that in order to do this profession that you're going to have to, again, be patient but also fund yourself and fund, I guess, your trips um, to make the series if you do and um, make sure you're at each round and how you're going to fund that. So it's great that majority of surf clubs do help out our top athletes. Um, but if not, you're really just going to have, as you're on that kind of, I guess, B-grade level in our sport, you're really going to have to, again, work part-time or full-time and fund yourself in order to get to these carnivals. When training, how do you manage to train for all four legs when they all require such um, different training styles? Yeah, so our training schedule is pretty full-on. Uh, we are training for four disciplines and uh, I think the best way, or I've learned anyway, to make it as equal as possible um i do myself i do four four sessions of each throughout the week uh so yeah you're looking at 16 plus sessions a week with gym so um yeah it is full on and uh yeah i do look at it as a full-time job and you did say that you followed your sister down to the sunshine coast does she compete as well or has she yeah, moved she through? does pool swimming uh she definitely decided to go uh, that way because of my dad and I decided, yep, I'm going for a surf. I'm going to do surf, surf life-saving and, um, yeah, I decided to go down that path and, again, I wouldn't regret it. So in terms of, um, I know I keep going back to training, what does a day look like for you? I know you're studying uni and working as well, but 
I guess, training would be different every day. Maybe talk us through a week. What what does your training look like? Yeah, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday are my bigger days of training. They're four sessions a day. Uh, we start off with a pool swim every morning for about an hour and a half, two hours, depending on what the coach gives us. Uh, and then we head straight to the gym for about an hour. And then we I either go to work or uni. Uh, and then I come back in the afternoon and do a ski session for about um, an hour, hour 20. And then I... Um, Go for a 20-minute, 30-minute run afterwards. Uh, that's for the Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, Tuesday, Thursday are our um, big Ironman sessions that we do in the afternoon. Again, we start off with a pool swim in the morning. Um, and then on Saturdays are our bigger sessions again with an iron session in the morning and um, either a run or a gym after that. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's a lot to take on. It definitely does sound like a lot to take on. But what is the best advice you've been given? Uh, go with your gut for sure. I've really learned with these big four years for me, I've learned to trust myself a lot more and back myself, uh, especially when racing. I've definitely grown up a lot mentally as well as physically over the past year. So um, definitely trust yourself and trust your gut. That, that, that would be my big one. In what way do you think you've grown mentally? Uh, again, just doing things myself, um, not, I guess, relying on people to do certain things for you in order to get ready for training or preparation for racing, learning to do it myself and I guess growing up, again, getting myself to and from training, again, not relying on mum or my sister or anything. I think, uh, and then again, believing in myself when racing, I think that's a big thing for me as well. Has your dad played a big part in your, um, you mentioned that he inspired you initially to begin the sport, but has your dad continued to play a big part in your success in the sport? For sure. Uh, now he's just kind of in the corner, but he <laughs> has been my swimming coach uh, up until I was 18 and moved to the Sunshine Coast. Uh, he is my biggest supporter for sure. And again, I wouldn't have that mental toughness I have without him. And I guess the hell sessions he put me through throughout the of me growing up, so you're very, very thankful for him. Well, during the race, what is your thought process? Because I know, like, it is very long. So what do you actually think um, about when, you, when you're racing? Because I know sometimes when I'm running, I, I just want to stop running. So uh, <laughs> what advice can you give me and all the others out there? Honestly, just to break up your race and um, focus on what you want to work on what uh, what you want to achieve out of it and again take it one step at a time and break it down super super simple and not think about the outcome talk to us about the title iron woman initially um a lot of people will refer to the particular race that you do as an iron man uh <laughs> what's the what's the development of the title iron woman been like since you've been in the race yeah uh so Back in the day, females weren't even allowed to do surf lifesaving. It was just a male sport and the females just watched on the beach. Uh, over time, women were allowed to do iron, iron races. However, they weren't allowed to do the four full disciplines. They were allowed, only allowed to do a board leg, a run leg and a swim leg. Then there's a race called the Cooling Out of Gold that was our, run, our round one of the Nutrigrain series this year and... Uh, it is a 42-kilometre race, um, but back in the day, w our women weren't allowed to do the full course because people didn't think they could do it. There was an Iron Woman called Hayley Bader. She really, really campaigned and pushed um, for us to, A, get equal prize money 
and B, to do the full distance and prove we could do it. She fought for quite a few years to make sure this became a reality for women. And now, um, as far as I've been in the Nutrigrain series, um, and as a professional Iron Woman, I've had all equality happening with prize money, races, you name it. So, yeah, we've come a long way. And, um, yeah, there's so many women and so many ledgers in the sport that has made that reality. So, honestly, we've got to... We've got to keep fighting. There was actually I got my trophy on the weekend and it said Iron Man. Um, and I actually said, Oh, why doesn't it say Iron Woman? And then they're like, Oh, we didn't even realize that. I'm so sorry, Lana, we'll get it redone. And I'm actually yeah, you really will. glad I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually really glad I said that because I had to think about um, all these legends who's really fought for um, things we have today in the sport. So, yeah, I'm really grateful for them. Wow. And in talking about, like, your rankings, how do you know who's the best in Australia? Like, how, how do you judge that? Yeah, again, um, it's our sport is really focused on the Nutrigrain series. So if you're, again, top top three, top four in that, you're, you're a hot one to watch for sure. Um, that means you've been super, super consistent throughout the round all over summer. And uh, usually if you win that call and get a gold, you're definitely one to watch with the endurance races. And if you top it off and win the Nutrigrain Series as well, you're you're a big threat. Um, I was able to do that this year, so hopefully there's no there's not too much pressure on me. Um, and definitely the Australian titles that that's our last big race at the end of the season, at the end of April. And uh, if you win that, you definitely want to watch for the next season coming. Wow. Well, what keeps you going then? Like, does the drive to win, or is it more just to excel in your sport? Yeah, for me, it's it's a big thing to become a legend at this sport. Um, I'm not here just to do it once. Uh, I want to do more. I'm hungry for more. And I think being able to get these titles this season and um, an Australian title a couple of years ago uh, just makes me want to train harder and do better. And I, I can't wait for more years to come. What's been one of the more memorable races that you've done? It was definitely the Australian title a couple of years ago. Uh, I didn't expect to win that. I, I was on no one's radar whatsoever. I was just a girl in the series who had a dream um, and I, I was able to win it. And everything changed for me then. Uh, my mental state, my ability to believe that I have to be in the shadows of the series or the back end of the series. It's, no, I want to be the best. I want to be on top. How do I do that? And everything changed for me that off-season and the next season coming. So that was a big thing. You mentioned that you said that you were then on people's raiders. Do you mean you were on other athletes' raiders or more so sponsors? Uh, definitely both. Um, I scored a few sponsors and that really helped me out with craft as craft is very expensive to buy. So, again, having that title um, behind me now is opened up so many more doors for me as well as get on athletes' radar in that next season. Um yeah, it really, really changed things for me. In those pivotal races, is there any moments that you go back to, any great waves you got or any moments of, of real fear that, that you often think about? I think it's just when I go back to a certain beach, I think about my last race there or a great memory. Like I went back to um, round five. Um, I was down there on the weekend. That was my home beach and that brought back things I used to get up to with my friends out in the surf or at the rock pools and it brought back all the warm and fuzzies and I actually won my very first state medal there when I was nine years old 
and I get to verse the girl still that who's in the series now with me. So just special moments, I think, uh, really, I relate back to, and um, yeah, it hits home for me for sure. Oh, definitely. And in that way, your sport tends to be quite New South Wales and Queensland competitive focused. Do you see the other states coming in in increasing numbers? I really wish they did and they do sometimes and then unfortunately they start moving to Queensland and New South Wales because they know they're going to get results there. Uh, but again, I just wish one person would come through and just stick stick to their home state and prove us all wrong. Yeah, definitely. As a surf lifesaver in Victoria, I can tell you it's much more appealing <laughs> to move to New South Wales or Queensland. <laughs> but for those girls out there while trying to make it, what advice can you give them? Honestly, trust your gut, keep going and don't let ever, anyone ever tell you that you can't do anything, that's for sure. You mentioned before a couple of women who inspired, um, have inspired you and have managed to pave the way for iron women these days. Who would you say your biggest inspiration is now? Racing-wise, it would definitely be Liz Plumers. She absolutely killed her last years as an Iron Woman and uh, she just want, wanted to become a legend and she did that and she just did it with such class and she just, she dominated really and it's something I strive to really do one day and I guess definitely my coach Charlene Kelly, um, she is just a monster. She's my second mum, she's my dietitian, she's my personal trainer she's my she's she's honestly my world and she's grown up she's made me grow up so much more and made me believe that I can do anything where she juggles being a mum as well and working three jobs and starting another business it's just it's just incredible to watch her still do everything but still keep it cool calm and casual and always always making me believe the positives um, out of training, out of racing. She's just the best. She, Yeah, she definitely sounds like she is the best. But what's next for you? Definitely I'm looking at uh, there's a uh, the Australian titles. Uh, that's at the end of April. So we've got a bit of a break now. We've got a few mini carnivals throughout that so we can get some race practice in. Uh, if we win the Australian titles uh, as an Iron Woman, uh, that's a big thing. That's a big box to tick. Uh, so I'm really hungry for that. We'll be looking out for you in the coming races and I certainly hope that you, we certainly hope, that you manage to defend your title um, as essentially the best in the country at the moment. We, you know, all the world. Um, we, really, we really appreciate you giving us your time and for sharing something about a sport that certainly deserves more um, media attention than it gets. Thank you so much, guys. Oh, thanks Thank so you. much. <laughs> thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Babes with Balls. We're Taylor and Sarah, and you can follow us on Instagram at babeswithballs underscore podcast to keep up to date with all of our most recent episodes. Thanks, guys. Bye. See you soon. <laughs>